0: Welcome to The Universe Is Your Therapist. We are your hosts, Dr. Amy Hoyt and Lena Hoyt. We are sisters. Take a seat and let's dive into this week's episode. Hi, Amy here. Are you feeling stuck or overwhelmed by things that pop up in your daily life? And perhaps these are because of past traumas or toxic stress. Have you tried traditional therapy and found that it wasn't enough? I know that was the case for me. That's why we developed the Whole Health Lab. Trauma has put together a program that combines the latest research with proven methods to help you recover from trauma and move forward from these daily stressors and triggers. We use somatic therapy, EMDR, cognitive behavioral therapy, and internal family systems therapy. We use nervous system regulation and many other tools so that we can combine the best methods that are identified in the research to help you recover without being completely overwhelmed. So you can work on trauma on your own pace, your own time, and still with the mentorship and support of a highly trained certified staff. That's us no more waiting for appointments or sitting in traffic driving to see a therapist with our online program, the whole health lab, you can access it from anywhere, anytime, even on an app. And the best part is in honor of may being mental health awareness month, our listeners can get access to the full program for only $97 a month. So for less than a fancy cup of coffee a day, you can get the tools you need to recover from trauma and create a better future for yourself. Visit mendingtrauma.com backslash health lab and learn more, get your questions answered. We've got a frequently asked questions section and sign up so that you can have this life-changing program in your world today. Don't let your past hold you back any longer. Take control of your future. And we can't wait to see you in the whole health lab. Hello, welcome back to the Universe
1: is Your Therapist podcast. We are glad you're joining us today. My name is Lena Hoyt, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist in California. And I also do trauma coaching with people from all over the United States. And today I will be talking with you about the concept of pain and how we are either going to have pain now or we're going to have pain later when we have a difficult task in front of us. So I can remember years ago, I had a uh, 17 or 18 year old client come in and her parents and her family had, um, oh, as well as her friends, had all told her that she really needed to seek some counseling because she was involved in a relationship with a man who was 16 years her senior. And it was marked by a a great power differential. And she had met him in high school. And that first meeting with her, one of the things that I picked up on was that she was receiving a lot of pressure from the people in her support group to end this relationship with her boyfriend, that um, they were observing changes in her personality. They were concerned about the large age gap. And when we met and she explained the situation, I tried to turn on my benevolent curiosity and just listen with loving curiosity to what she was experiencing. And I observed that the people in her um, support network, her friends, her family, her co-workers, they were all trying to help her see the reality of the situation and what was happening inadvertently was that it was creating more resistance in her brain, and so the more that the people who cared about her insisted that she had to end the relationship and that she shouldn't move forward with it, and that they should listen, to, that she should listen to them. The more her brain dug in its heels and decided she was not going to listen to anybody, and that she was just per- dis- determined to prove. People wrong. So the attempts from her loved ones were actually making things worse and were backfiring. And her brain was interpreting these attempts by her loved ones to help her see things differently as being very controlling. And in her mind, truly, their concerns were unwarranted or greatly exaggerated. When we come to a situation in which those around us are concerned for us and are bringing up their worries to us about a relationship that appears to them to be unhealthy, it is one of the hardest things to do to take a step back and let go of some of what they're saying and look at it objectively. And I can remember the lesson that working with her taught me. She came back a few years later and told me that she realized she needed to leave her boyfriend and that she wanted to leave, but that she knew it was going to be so painful for her. And so she was really reluctant to pull the trigger on the breakup. And as we were talking about it, I have a whiteboard in my office in California, and I drew the word pain on the board. And I talked about how we're going to have pain when we're ending a relationship that's been significant for us. That's inevitable, but that what her brain was doing was it was trying to put off the pain and in putting off the pain, it was making things more complicated and it was um, allowing her to continue in this really dysfunctional dynamic that was actually harming her. And so we talked about how the breakup is going to lead to pain. That's just part of what's going to happen. And that she could either have the pain now and, and um, complete the breakup and move forward, or she could hold off on it and she could wait until later to initiate the breakup. And either way, there would be pain. The interesting thing, though, is that we talked about in the middle if you delay the breakup, she wanted to delay the breakup because it was so hard, which is understandable. Then you have all the additional complications and dysfunction that you're living through in the meantime. And you still have pain at the end when you pull the trigger on the breakup. And I can remember her eyes lighting up with kind of an aha moment. And the Ability for her to not receive pressure from me when she was trying to figure something out, but just a way of exploring how it might impact her to delay the decision or to do it more immediately was super fascinating. And I was thinking about how, unfortunately, we all make mistakes. It's part of the human condition. Sometimes we make really big ones. I know I have. And I think it's so important to find a way to love and care about the person, even though we disagree or we might even strongly disagree or be really terrified for them about some of their choices. And even as a parent, it's vitally important to their healthy development to allow your kids to make low risk decisions without trying to control their choice. My parents did a great job at this with me. I was very fortunate in this. They never cast dire predictions. They never said, oh, you're going to fail and bankrupt yourself or, oh, you shouldn't try this because it's too risky. They also never made fun of me or rubbed it back in my face when they were right. And they generally stayed away from emotionally blackmailing me into choosing what they wanted me to. And this was a really, this had a very powerful impact on me. I learned that I can make mistakes without losing the love and support of my parents. I learned that when I did make a mistake, I had a place to land or come back to that helped me avoid more problems and more complications. And too many times when we disagree with a choice that someone is making Our own anxiety becomes so high that instead of acknowledging their right to choose, we go into a more fearful controlling mode where we cannot imagine anything good coming out of it. And so what we do is we can oftentimes engage in what's called an emotional cutoff. And an emotional cutoff can look many different ways, but basically it's exactly what it describes, We turn our emotions off within that relationship or towards that person. Sometimes it can be the silent treatment for a period of time. Sometimes we refuse to talk to somebody until they do what we want them to or change their mind. We can oftentimes just let the relationship go because we are finding ourselves way too emotionally impacted by their choices And because they disagree with something that we've suggested to them based on our own anxiety and fear. But oftentimes what we need most when we've made a choice that ends up biting us in the butt is to be able to come back to somebody and receive support with some empathy and understanding. And when we can encounter empathy and understanding after we've made a decision that has turned out poorly for us. It allows us to have a sense of dignity and that sense of dignity can help us make new and different choices. I think about some of the common sayings that we have in our culture that do not allow us to come back from a mistake or a choice that has caused problems for us. They sound something like you've made your bed, now lie in it. Um, I hope I'm saying that grammatically correctly. It might be lay in it. I think it's lie in it. We have people say, well, it's your own fault. So they don't extend any kind of empathy or support. Or people can say to us that you should have listened to me. Um, It serves you right. What did I tell you? This is just like you being impulsive and wrecking your life. And when we encounter that kind of response, we are not allowed the dignity of learning from the mistake and coming back to a support system that will include us despite our human flaws and our human nature. It can be terribly scary to make hard choices and to end relationships that are toxic or problematic including moving on to new a new work environment and we can oftentimes receive a tremendous amount of pressure from people lots of shoulds that occur you should do this you shouldn't have done that why aren't you doing this etc and when this happens it is easy for our brain to become more resistant and stubborn When we know that we're ready to make a change, we then can decide if we want to have the pain more immediately, with fewer complications, or if we want to delay the choice to make the change, recognizing that we might have more complications and that might have a continued negative effect on us until we decide to make that change. Keep in mind that when we have experienced relational trauma, which probably most of us have, that it is oftentimes the subconscious that is driving the bus of our behavior within our relationships, including our work relationships. As we recognize that, and as we are permitted an environment in which we can talk through and have somebody listen to us, instead of insisting that we do something different, We have the ability to pay more attention to our own observations and the things that we're noticing as a part of the relationship or part of the dynamic. And when we have somebody who's listening, but also insistent that we take a certain step or engage in certain behavior, there's no room for us to pay attention to how we are genuinely being impacted in the dynamic or in the situation that's problematic because we're so busy defending ourselves against the person or people who love us and are scared for us. So a couple of takeaways from this podcast. One is when there is a really difficult decision coming up and there are you have your own fears or worries about that. Please know that it's going to be hard and and there's not a way around the difficulty. And also know that it's okay for you to decide to change things sooner, but it's also okay for you to delay it and recognize that as you delay it, it's your subconscious who's probably making that decision based on fear and past experiences in your relationship And it's just trying to help you survive. And the subconscious doesn't have a clear idea of what is truly life-threatening. So ending the relationship or moving on to a different job or finding a new group of friends truly can seem in the subconscious brain as if it might destroy you. And once your fight or flight mechanism is activated in your limbic brain, we can't think very clearly anymore. We have decreased blood flow to our prefrontal cortex and that decreased blood flow does not allow us to think and feel at the same time. Additionally, if you have somebody that you love who is making decisions that are frightening to you or that you totally disagree with, keep in mind that probably one of the worst things you can do is to criticize, judge, and give them directives or be demanding about what they should do. This actually oftentimes has the opposite effect. And even if it doesn't contribute to your loved one's resistance, what it will contribute to is a shift in your relationship and it will affect the way you relate going forward because the person who feels the pressure to do what you want them to do loses a little bit of agency or free will, even if they comply with you, and that is damaging to your relationship. As I wrap this up, I encourage you to look into our program at Mending Trauma. If you're interested in these topics and more like these, please tune in to other episodes, and you can check us out at www.mendingtrauma.com. Backslash peace after trauma for a membership plan that will help you take you on your own journey at your own pace to help heal your trauma. Thanks for joining me.
0: If you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy learning more about how trauma and toxic stress affects your life, you will absolutely love the Whole Health Lab. This is our signature program that helps you recover from trauma. And this month, the month of May, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, we have priced the program at $97 a month. Lena and I would be honored to guide you through your trauma recovery, and we hope to see you inside the Whole Health Lab. Go to mendingtrauma.com backslash Lab. Thank you for listening to The Universe is Your Therapist this week. If you have any questions or are looking for more information, you can find us at mendingtrauma.com on Instagram, as well as mendingtrauma.com, our website. And if you're enjoying our content, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We'll see you all next week.